What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. You know, I will con- I will concede that you are the host this episode for one reason, and that's because that for this weekend that's coming up in our real time, you are you are the the actually the best man at the wedding we're going to. It's true. And I am more like just sort of like the co-best man. <laughs> you know, you might say. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might say it's so true. Yeah. Well, because you, you are you are a groomsman as Gro- well. Grooms, co-best man. Okay, co- yeah. Co- co- I'm yeah. fine with co-best man. Okay. I'm, 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 I said <laughs> of course you are. Of that, course you yeah, are. Yeah, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Um, yes, I have to tell you, um, and and it makes me feel better to know that this episode won't actually come out until after the wedding has occurred. Yeah. But I, I have to tell you that I am getting like severe anxiety about giving a speech at this wedding. I'm so like, surprised to hear that because this is not exactly your first rodeo when it comes to wedding speeches. I know. I know. It's uh, I mean, in the I I would say I'm batting a thousand on crying in every single one of them. Mm. And I actually, I have a list of things here at the bottom that I that are like sort of like wedding cliches okay of uh things that i was like hmm this would be this would be fun because as we're recording it the wedding hasn't happened yet but by the time it comes out it will have happened true so we can like we can sound like real buffoons speculating about what's going to happen i know and then we'll have to do in a future episode like a review yeah of how things turned out yeah yeah so you the, here see the thing is you as the best man might already just know a lot of these things but here's some things that might happen that uh we can uh, who, who's to say uh you you submitted this one though yes i did yes i, I i'm glad you started with me thank you this this weekend will someone get stitches almost certainly. you think so i think almost certainly so the the uh really cool thing about the way that this wedding is going down is that the uh house that we're all staying in is also the venue mm-hmm. and so like the way that that mike and sammy structured it was so that they like they put as much of their budget that they had for the venue into renting this like exceptionally cool house like i, I mean to say that we will probably never stay in a cooler vacation home ever is I, I would say is accurate. Like it is okay. It is so cool. Uh, so like, but then what they did was it, the house can actually hold like 50 people. So, so is it, 
Yeah, I, I keep having trouble even picturing what we're going to say. I feel like I've seen pictures, but then you guys keep calling it a house. But to me, it kind of just looks like a really large hotel, like a like a, maybe a really small hotel or something. It's, Is it? I, I can't even you fathom I know, what we're going to. I know. And, Is and, house the right word? Do you need like a word? between? Is it like a house tell? It's like a house tell, okay, but not a hostel, but not a hostel. Which you know that U is a defining mm, letter, yes, in in this particular in this particular dis- description. Um, so it's I think it's like twenty five thousand square feet or something. So like like my house, for example, is eighteen hundred square feet. Mm, so mm-hmm. like if that gives you like a sense of scale uh, as to you know how many square footages are available, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Um and it's odd because it's almost like they, they've built these like common areas that are just like strangely gigantic, but they still mostly feel more house-like than like hotel-like. Uh, and it's not like there's like a staff of, yeah. you know, like an attendant at like a front desk who you would go to get like your room key from or something like that. Right. So very decidedly different in that particular way. Right. Okay. Um, but anyway, so the, the long and the short of it is that basically they had their budget for the venue. Uh, they put that towards the rental of the home for like the week while we're going to be there. Uh, but then they, they split the other portion of it with everybody who was then able to stay at the home. And it, it worked out like rather marvelously because the, the cost per head or the cost per night for each of the guests is actually much more reasonable than it would be just going to the outer banks on your own and booking your own accommodations. And you get to stay in this really cool house with all these people. But the only thing about having so many people in one space is, is that I think the statistical likelihoods of things happening are like way higher all mm. of a sudden. Yeah. You got this many people in one place. High probably You got a real 27 butt situation going on here. You know what? You know what I mean? You really, really, really do. If yeah. you guys ever want to listen to just the, the best episode of after the final pop, which was one of our bonus Patreon perks, we made this one ex- available for anybody so that you could get a, a taste, a taste. It is, it is of 27 butts of 27 butts. <laughs> it, this is me and Jay's. Well, I would say it's really Jay's that I'm, I'm going to like, I will be co-director <clears throat> of, I'll, ah. I'll give you that. Wow. All the way wow yes the the um splendid narrative and i like of of a movie idea that he has Mm -hmm. that i think is so good that like there is literally a part of me that's like our career in in like taking the next step yeah which is not even something we're angling for to be clear like we're not like film majors this is not like really where we're going but i still think that it's such a hilarious idea for like a christmas vacation kind of calamity style movie yeah called 27 butts 27 butts Butts is the, the last name of the family. It is, it is both both not what you think and exactly what you think. Yeah, yeah. It's 27 butts. They have to get together for Christmas. Calamity ensues. There's only one toilet. There's only, yeah, that's the thing. There's only, Their last name is Butts, but there's also only one toilet yes. in the house, yes. which is which is the problem. <laughs> it is the problem because you have to like book time. You got to like know, book like, time. There's always, you could always cut back to the line at the, at the, to- at the bathroom door. Right, right. Like at, at all points in time. Yeah. That's, that's. Any, anytime you need to transition out of a scene, you go back to the line at the toilet. Right, right. I exactly. like to think of like just the mountain of necessary toilet paper in this bathroom just to like be sure that you're covered at all times. Oh yeah. It's just like a like a like a pyramid stack, I right. imagine. Yeah, that could be another thing. Like just like you don't really address it on screen, but like slowly every time it's in the background, it's just getting a little bit smaller. Right, right, right. right. Yes. Those, those, <laughs> those are the exact types of things that are the best in movies where it's like if you if you're not paying attention, it doesn't matter. But if you are, it's amazing. So wait, here's a here's a question for you. You've been if you because like in the world of Christmas movies, yeah, like are 
are all Christmas movies classics. Because like almost almost no matter what, it, like a, a Christmas movie will be some any Christmas movie could be any person's favorite Christmas movie. It's you know true. What I mean? It's like, true. Like there's there's really good like super classic Christmas movies like Christmas Vacation and um, the Santa Claus, the Santa Claus, and uh, what's the one that just came out on Netflix? Uh, Klaus. 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 Yeah. yeah. Becoming well, no. an it's elf, elf. You know, becoming yeah. an instant classic. But no, you're exactly right in this thing too. It's like, it's like if you can, it's, it's fascinating to me. Like I remember Elf coming out like in movie theaters and now it is like a staple yeah. of Christmas mm-hmm. and it it's, it's so cool whenever you like are in the process of witnessing one of these things happening. Yeah. Um, there was actually in, in speaking of, this is like semi tangentially related, uh, is uh, last year for Halloween, there was like this Adam Sandler movie that came out. I can, I'm, I'm like, I need to look it up. I need to figure out what it's called. Uh, but it was like one of these movies that when I saw it, I was like, this just became a Halloween classic. Like, oh, like, the the spirit of American Halloween will now be changed because this movie exists. Like, Interesting. There are now new like like a thermos is now has a new role in Halloween that it never had before. Interesting. And if you haven't seen the movie, um, I'm going to tell you what the name of it is as soon as I don't my, think I've seen it. You haven't seen it? I don't think I've seen it. Okay, hang on a second. Okay. Um Adam Sandler Halloween Fun. Halloween movie. It's called Hubie Halloween, H-U-B-I-E, Halloween. Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween. And the movie itself is just flat out, absolutely, unequivocally ridiculous. Like, but but in a way that did it so perfectly that it's like that you're, it, it's like at first when you start seeing this stuff, it's like, okay, it's like, well, that's, that's like, this is, this is odd you know like this this isn't in keeping but then as soon as it is in keeping you're like you're just you just roll with it and it's like it works and they did such a good job of incorporating these like small things in such a substantial way that it's like ah this was this is very well put together to become a classic Mm. so call him a shot i think it came out last year I, i would be willing to bet that five years from now this is a this is like an incredibly common if not slightly overused halloween costume i see is being hubie is being hubie yeah. okay well we'll have to see because there's not that many like how classic halloween movies well i but i i think there's like okay let me let me talk about this nightmare yeah. before christmas sort of a sort of a christmas movie as well sort of a christmas movie sort of a halloween movie yeah. i sort of don't like it at all mm. um you the, gotta the either you like that claymation animation or you don't i know and it's it's this is one that like was a i mean it was a <clears throat> rather substantial sticking point with ali and i in the beginning of our relationship because i think it's like she loves it and when i was a kid and saw it for the first time it genuinely gave me nightmares like actually scared me like to my core was terrified of of the characters in the movie in the movie yeah yeah and so the one thing i'll the 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 thing i'll always give it commendation for is uh i don't even know if that's a word um is the music is absolutely fantastic so like there's I will never argue with, I'll never fight you on that. The music is amazing. Um, but the rest of it is 27 butts. It, no, it's not 27 butts. 27 butts is its own piece of magic. Well, yes, this, I, I just, I, I don't understand how more people aren't scared of the movie. Like as an, as an adult, I'm scared of this movie. Like it really gives me like the, the genuine heebs and not in a good way. But, but this is the other thing too, because horror movies 
as a genre kind of have this like endorphin rush associated with like going and seeing them. Yeah. I think for like a lot of people, it's like simulated fear. And then what you get after fear is like the rush of positive like relief. That you're safe. That you're safe. Yeah. And so I think for a lot of people, they love that. It's like, I love going and being scared because for one, I'm not actually in danger. And so it's like the the idea of entertainment, but then the the after effect of it is like very positive. Yeah. You know, it's like I got through it. Like I survived, um, which I can sort of get. Yeah. I, like, I mean, you know, yeah, I can understand it. Yeah. Like I, I, I think for me, like I went bungee jumping before and I couldn't wait to do it. And I think a lot of why I couldn't wait to do it was the feeling I would get after having done it more right. than the, you know, six second free fall. Yeah. The six second like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm plummeting toward. <laughs> Right. The ground. The ground. Yes. And the one that I did was was rather large on a cable car in the middle of a canyon. And it was 134 meters, I think, if I have it correct. Mm. So it was, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a doozy. Um, But anyway, I survived and felt good about it afterwards. So maybe that's exactly how people feel about horror movies. Where are we going with this? I don't know. You were trying to determine what I think you were talking about why people like horror movies, but then maybe why do people like the nightmare before Christmas? Oh yeah. Well, so there was that question. And then I also think that I was trying to think of the, of the other Halloween classics because Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus, way too long. What that movie needs to end three times. It's got a real return of the King problem. You know, it's like it keeps it keeps being so close to being over, and they're like, "Oh, there's another one." Okay, okay, okay. Almost there. Yeah, the, I I think the the big one for me is like they finally like get back to like the kids' room. You know, at the end of the night, and they're like, "Oh, we did it. We're friends now. Like all's good." And then the witches come back again and kidnap them, and I'm like, "You have got to be kidding me right now!" Right? <laughs> like, uh, no. Like again? I disagree. I yeah. disagree. So, um. I, I am fine with watching Hocus Pocus like every other year. That's mm. that is like the frequency I can be comfortable with. Alice really likes one called the Halloween tree, which Never is sort even of heard like, of it. It's like an animated uh, movie from quite some time ago, which is it's it's fine. It's fine. Um, what are the other? The other a, like I think this is a Charlie Brown, the great pumpkin. Right. Okay. I don't think I've ever, ever actually watched that one. I don't think I have either. Yeah. Turns out I'm not like a big Halloween media consumer. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently not. Anyway, so we were talking about Christmas movies as well, though. Classics. Are all Christmas movies classics? That is the question. Because, like, what is... Is there one called the the Prince... The Prince... The Christmas of, Prince? The Christmas Prince. I think so. Is that the one that has the girl from High School Musical in it? <laughs> no no that's a different one that's a different one that's a different one what is she in she is there is like a new christmas movie that she's in yeah vanessa hudgens right yes yes yeah no the (laughs) the christmas prince i think has rose mciver i think that's her name wow i think hold on Hold on. I need to double check that now because I'm like, is that is that the name? Hello and welcome to our podcast where we try to pull facts from thin air with yep. a small amount of base knowledge to work off of. We're like Let's rooting see. around on a bookshelf like where you can't really, it's too high to see. Oh, no, I was exactly right. No It way. is Rose McIver in A Christmas Prince. Amazing. Yeah. Very yeah. impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Which I mostly know, I will say, if you're like, why do you know who Rose McIver is? It's because she was a Power Ranger once upon a time. And when we were first watching this movie, I was like, oh my God, that girl looks so familiar. Where have I seen her? Power Rangers. Obviously. It's like, you never see any of the actors who were in Power Rangers go on to do very much more. But here she is, crushing it in not just a Christmas Prince, but a Christmas Prince 2 and a Christmas Prince 3. 
an instant classic and, and, like all Christmas movies are and like 27 butts will be. Will be. Okay, so here, here is the real question. Is there a famous <clears throat> Christmas movie that somehow is well enough known that you would know what it is, but is also not a classic? I think I might have one. Oh, tell me, okay. Tell me, tell me if you think this falls into classic territory. It's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie called Jingle All the Way. That's absolutely a classic. That's a classic? That's a classic. You watch it every year? I, I mean, I don't, but people watch it every year. Do people watch it every absolutely year? Absolutely people watch it every year. Curious. Are there any Christmas movies that in an entire Christmas rotation got entirely zero views? Oh, I mean, no. Yeah, I, I, right. don't, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Because, I mean, when last year, especially we were going through Christmas and Alice was like on a, on a diehard kick. So, I mean, every, mm. every night we watched a different one. And let me tell you this, when you get to the bottom of that barrel, you are like, you are, you're scraping so much bottom barrel off of it yeah. that you're, you're hardly even getting the substance that was stored in the barrel. You're mostly just scraping barrel. It's just barrel. It's just, it's, it's mostly just like it, splinters kind of. It is splinters yeah. that you scraped with your fingernails. And that's surprising because you'd think there'd be at least 24 good Christmas movies. Movies. You would think that. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we were doing a poor job of selecting them because I did not watch Jingle All the Way last year. Well, it sounds like you did do a poor job then. Okay. Okay. So here's a question then. Okay. People, this is a this is a common debate. How the Harry Potter movies have become Christmas movies. Oh, it is weird because they're just not. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like the, it's certainly like not the primary purpose of of the stories. Christmas does happen. Christmas does happen. So like that is that part of it is that it's just like if Christmas is involved in a movie hard stop then it's a Christmas movie. No, no. This is like Die Hard where people are like, oh yeah, it's a Christmas movie. I'm on camp. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Yeah, I feel like you just opened a total can of well, worms. Well, that's where I am. Strong opinion, weak thing. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It is an action movie that takes place on at a Christmas party. <laughs> 50% of the population thinks we disagree on everything. <laughs> the other 50% of the population thinks we agree on everything. Wow. What a what a mind explosion! What a thought bomb! <laughs> what what a thought bomb! I actually thought of it this morning, and I was like, "That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty." Good. I th- maybe maybe I'm patting myself on the back too much, um, but I, I you I, know what? I, no, is it or is it that a hundred percent of the population thinks we disagree? Thinks fifty? Wait, yeah. How does it? How would that work? If a hundred percent of the population agrees that we disagree on fifty percent of everything, Oof. then that's kind of funny because then they would agree on this one thing. <laughs> Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. 100% of the population agrees that we disagree on 50% of things. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good point. Okay. Why is this not a bigger problem? Like this is, this is an actual question. Like, like so many things are are nearly 50, 50 Mm -hmm. that it's like any other statistic you were ever given in your life. If, if the statistic was 50% of people, this, it would be more than enough to get your attention. And yet, in this particular case, it's like 50% of the people believe the exact opposite thing you do. And it's like, how is that not more of like a, like a, like a basis for like, Hey, maybe we need to like, maybe we need to like circle back. You know, I think that's the problem is that it's just, it's just a bunch of circling. It's a, is a bunch of circling, it's a bunch of circling. I think, I think that as a, as a planet, we need uh marriage counseling. You need just marriage counseling as a planet. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like, cause, because there, you know, it's like, this is, this is like one of those things where it's like, it's like neither party acknowledging that the other party's 
problems are valid. Uh, right. You know, so it's like, no, I, I do not see. I do not agree with you. I do not think it's a problem. And it's like, well, I do think it's a problem. It's like, well, OK, <laughs> it's like it's like you need the therapist sitting in the room to be like, OK, now listen to the other person. Right. You know, like <laughs> this could help. Yeah. Everyone needs a third party. <laughs> we, yeah, we need a third party. Yeah. This is, we need aliens. Is we need aliens. Saying, like, desperately. We can all agree on we like Earth. We, yes, yes. You know, I've always I've always said that the best way to get world peace would just be have an alien invasion because then we would all come together. But maybe maybe let me revise that because that still suggests that we would then be at war with something else. That's the problem. Um, right. Yeah. But now here's my new thought. The aliens could be our therapists. Alien, we just need alien therapists. We need alien therapists. Yeah. Desperately. Desperately. This is going to be this. This will be my purpose in life. My jar of purpose. Your jar of purpose. I'm going to become other planets. Alien therapist you want to find other planets to act as their therapist precisely i see yes because certainly other planets must have similar issues where, the, where, where their populations are divided on on issues on issues yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like whether or not die hard is a christmas movie yes you can just show them the movie be like what do we think what do we think <laughs> they'll be like what's christmas like oh boy <laughs> <laughs> well Probably shouldn't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that. I, I can't wait to be an alien someday. Okay. It's going to be awesome. Wow. I know. Someday. You have to get into space. Gonna, oh, that's true. Mm, yeah. Maybe I'll just jump really hard. Yeah. Has anybody ever considered that? Jumping really hard? Just jump right into space. Just way up. Just give it a go. Give it a go. More people should try jumping. Yeah. I think there's an Olympic sport based around how high you can jump. You know what? Great yeah. transition. Yeah. Let's talk about Thank this. You. you like okay. that segue? I do. Boom. I do. Okay. Okay. It's so called the high jump. It's called the high jump. First, yeah. let me say something about the Olympics yeah. is that there is nothing else that I think is so well executed that you can watch a single event for like seven minutes and inside of that seven minutes, like understand everything, the whole sport, the whole sport and be like, like rooting for someone as if you grew up with them, as if they were your elementary school best friend. Oh, I know. You're like, you're like, okay, all right. I'm about to watch the women's 3000 meter steeplechase. Okay. I, the, like Beth and I were watching this the other day and it was like, Beth's like, what is the steeplechase? Right. <laughs> like, like I vaguely heard those words together before. What are they doing? There's, it's like long distance with hurdles and occasionally a water jump on the track. And it's like, yeah, that's big. You got it. And it's like, all right. And who, who's running? That's the American. This is her story. That's this, this person's from there. They've run it like three times and they're only, you know, whatever. Right. right, right <laughs> and yes. all of a sudden you're like, all right, let's go. Right. 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 Yeah, like what? What are the narratives? Give them to me. Yeah, who who's coming? Who who's like the former gold medalist? But they've like been having a tough year. But like, can they hang on? You know, yeah. and defend against like this new rookie who's like their first year ever competing, and you know, it's just like yeah, you're you're into it, and like they they do such a fantastic job. It's like if you think, it's like if you think you can't get into sports. It's like you it's you just have to you just have to know these narratives because most of the time the sport itself doesn't matter. You're rooting for the people. You're rooting for the people. That's so it's so true. Like stuff will come on, though, and you're like, I didn't even know this existed. Yes. Like um, this is one I think catches people off guard sometimes. Have you ever watched like the the kayaking or the canoeing? No, no, it's insanity. Really? Like they have these man-made rivers basically awesome that it's like you know like sort of downhill they have so everyone will have the exact same course to go down essentially and they can control it but they will have to like they'll be in their canoe and or kayak when i say canoe i think the only difference between the canoe event and the kayak event is whether the paddle is double bladed it is 
even in the canoe, it is absolutely a kayak. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe it's like a link thing as well. Maybe it's a link thing as well. Doesn't matter. They're having to like go through the rapids and go through like gates and stuff. But sometimes the gates will be like, you have to go like, you have to enter it upstream. So like you'll oh have to go to the gate, whip the whole boat around, get back through it and then like traverse to the next one. I mean, it is nuts. They have to go down waterfalls and I'm just like, you can turn it on for like two minutes, like one minute and you were like, oh my, like you can feel your ab muscles can like tightening. I feel like watching them makes me stronger because like they're trying to like whip a whole boat around going upstream and I'm like, oh my gosh, the core strength on these people. Yes. This is insanity what they're doing. And I watched that for like like half an hour yesterday. I'm like, I've never barely ever even seen this. This is amazing. It is so cool. And here, here's what blows <coughs> my mind though, is that not only is it like an Olympic sport, but this means that this is a sport where there are people who have like dedicated in some measure their lives to it. You didn't even know it was a thing. On top of that, there are enough people around the entire planet who do this to where they can all come together and compete and all be absolutely incredible at it. That's the thing. Like one of the competitors I was watching it was like oh yeah her father was a gold medalist her mother was a gold medalist and now here she is like at her moment it's like this sport this event brought people together created the person I'm watching now and now she's competing at it and like I've never you know like you don't even know about it yeah it is unbelievable the the things at which but here's the other weird thing about the Olympics I think is that like if you were on the Olympic event selection committee it seems like such a weird and powerful responsibility because whatever events you decide are going to be in the Olympics, you're basically saying like, these are the activities that we, the whole planet have decided are the, are, are the, like the things worth competing, the things in? worth competing in on a global scale. Right. Like we like, Oh yeah. Like, and some of them make sense. Like hundred meter dash. Boom. Yes. We want to know who the fastest person on the whole planet is. Right. Like we want to encourage the entire planet to try and produce the fastest person. But then you have, you know, uh, I, I don't know, even like ping pong. It's like, we want, we are like, if you decide that what in the Olympic event selection committee, you were telling the entire planet, every single country that we are encouraging you to find the best ping pong player. Yes. <laughs> you know, well, like it's it's good for ping pong in the entire world or table tennis, I guess is probably the appropriate word, but we, you know. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> so here's the other question too, is that like, like I think skateboarding was recently added yes. to the Olympics and it's yep. like, what does that do to the boundaries of what people can do on a skateboard? Like right. I remember like Tony Hawk landing the 900 and which is what like two, two and a half two and a half spins yeah, yeah. and that was like the most like it, it put it, like he became a video game you yeah. know like he was the greatest skateboarder of all time because he landed the 900 and it's like i am so curious to know like 20 years from now if people are like back in the day the 900 was considered a difficult move now it's a difficulty of 3.4 right yeah you know and it's like it's like how much will this push? Because that's the other thing that's like mind blowing to me is like, I, I've seen, I've seen a video explaining this before, but it's almost like the fact that in the year 1900, the hundred meter dash, you know, like the, the fastest person might be able to run it in like 11.5 seconds. <coughs> and now you're seeing people run it in like what, like nine seconds. Close. 
close. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the world record is. But like what's what's boggling about that is that what we're literally seeing is it's like it's it is crazy to me that records keep being broken. It's like the Olympics have been going on for this long and people are getting faster. Yeah. Like it's that's that means that at, at so many points in time, literally the best person there ever was wouldn't even stand a chance against the fastest person today. I, I've seen videos about this before as well, and it, it there are some considerations that like but it's it's possible they would like some of the advantages modern athletes have are just like the technology of the sport itself advancing. Okay. Which, you know, and like an event like the hundred meter dash that, you know, if if the technology adds like another tenth of a second off, that's huge. Yeah. Um or something. But like uh, you know, people in the nineteen twenties I don't think had or didn't even have maybe like starting blocks or something. So like that lets you start faster. Or oh, like I the, see. Even the track itself probably wasn't that like high grip rubber material will let you run faster. That's fair. Or the um, like the spikes in the shoes or the lightweight shoes or just even the fabrics you run in or something like that. Like all of those things add up to like a few tenths here, a few tenths there. Which is which is which is massive. Massive. Yeah. yeah. When you're when you're talking about this. Um, but then there's also like, you know, modern training regimes and stuff, which that I mean, that who's to say, like, maybe if people back then trained the way they trained today, maybe they could have. Right, right, but, right. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in how, how many more or how much more resources put into it, that is put into training these people versus like and I think we talked about this maybe in last week's pop where it's like you, you maybe are like a like a like a minor during the day, but you also happen to be extremely fast. So it's like you're not a professional hundred meter dasher, but you are exceptional at running the hundred meter dash, but it's not your job. Right. You know, so like you, you still have to go and do a different do- job as well. And I don't know with, with how many Olympic athletes, cause I, I think that there probably are, are plenty of these sports where it's, there's not enough funding for it to be like your full-time job, your full-time job. I know there was there, they were talking about even like some, some American, I think it was like a middle distance runner. Maybe it was the steeplechasers. I don't know. I don't know what I was watching, but she finished and was like, Oh yeah, I'm doing this for all the, all the, all the, you know, people out there who have, she works a full-time job and was competing in the Olympics. Got it. And like, you know, placed in one of the heats or something. And it was like, whoa, this is insane. That is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really, you're managing to get it done in your spare time. Right. Right. But, Here's the other thing, too, though, is I, I was watching the um, I think the 400 meter hurdles final for women the other day. And the two girls from America who were competing with each other both broke the world record with their times. Oh, no. And, and it's like so the second place person broke the world record, oh, which was no. which was actually set by the first place person. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's it's like, can you imagine breaking a world record? And not winning. Oh, that is that would be so hard. <laughs> it's like literally you you have run this better than anyone else in history. In history, except the person next to you. Except for one person who happened to be in the same race. Yeah, <laughs> that's unbelievable. It's like no. Oh, what? Although you, you you might say that the two of them, if you know, you're in the race with that person, maybe that's what made each of them that much faster. Right. You know, maybe they pushed each other to glory. Who knows? That, that is true. And, and their whole phrase was uh, iron sharpens iron was like, yeah, they, they were they're like uh, they trained together and stuff like that. Oh, so they, okay. were, they were basically saying that by 
by having each other to work off of. That's mm. literally what's making them better. Uh, so that's actually a very good assessment, I think, based on at the very least what the marketing attached to these two athletes was. Um, so that's interesting. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out and right now you can get 10 percent off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash pop pop which wow that is a crazy offer 10 percent off a 400 slab pack that's like 40 dollars right there anyway that's arena club.com slash pop pop for 10 percent off your first purchase Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. But the, okay, so here's another question for you is one of the things on like the world scale that America just seems to not really be able to compete in is men's soccer slash football, depending on where you're listening to oh, this yeah. from. It, this is, yeah, you're, you were correct. The men's U.S. soccer team, soccer, soccer team, <laughs> the men's U.S. football team, um, not so great, which is so weird because the women's <laughs> soccer team is like unstoppable. They're amazing. They're so good. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 really it's very it's very interesting. Um, and and I don't know how much of it um could be like uh, like I remember watching the women's World Cup. I what was it like ninety four maybe like when Mia Hamm was in like the shootout with China, I believe. Right, and Brandy Chastain wins the final yes. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, there's a part of me that wonders, and and I, this is me not knowing enough about the history of of like the sport on the whole, either side of it. Um, but like, how much of that was incredibly inspiring? For, you know, because probably many of the people who are on the team now watched that event as a little girl. Probably, you know. So, like, that's that's a deeply inspiring thing this is yeah. it's, it's almost like the um like the the most recent mighty ducks show right you know where it's almost like the ducks show up they're the extreme underdogs like they you know they, they all have to fight this like adversity just to just to make it and then like and then, and then like they win you know like they they become like the name Bruh. and then fast forward 20 years and now they're like the ducks are like the dynasty team it's right like they are no longer the underdogs or the underducks as it were the underducks they yeah. are they are now like the the fierce <clears throat> competitors they they are like the villains if you will um just from like a narrative standpoint <laughs> Um, because they, because they become so, so, so very good. So this is like what makes me wonder, uh, and, and I'm like a huge fan of the movie miracle, which is of course the story about like the college hockey players who come together and, and, you know, beat Russia in the 1980 Olympics. And it's like, what impact did that have on hockey players in America? Because, because you saw your team win and it's like, okay, there's that. So what I've, what I've always hoped for since I've been alive is that at some point in time, the U S men's would win the soccer world cup in some type of like ragtag total underdog story. (laughs) Like, because it's, I mean, here's the honest fact is that the United States is not exactly the underdog in many things. Yeah. that's very true. <laughs> but, you know, this this is like this is like one small corner where, where you know, it's like we, we could still excel more uh, and, and maybe get into that that frame. But so my, my big argument here and the reason I brought this up is because I think that there's a certain amount to be said for uh, U.S. men's soccer not having more of a spotlight, despite the fact that it's like the most popular sport in just about every other country on the planet. Yeah, because what we call football is the most popular sport in, in our country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is another weird thing is because like what do you think American football will ever be added to the Olympics? This is it. it it's it feels like it would it feels like no, like it almost feels like what happened was America was like, well, we can't we can't play your version of football so we'll just create our own version of football and and so we'll we'll be good at that 
but it, it doesn't feel like it. I don't know. Maybe it's like the, like the NBA, like basketball. Like it's, it's like, there's so much energy and, and like funneling and resources and, and all this stuff from like such a young age, to like train basketball players to be amazing. And then like when the U S competes on at the Olympics, it's like one of those, one of those sports where it's like the Olympics really isn't the top game for this. Like, like for track and field, the Olympics is the pinnacle, right? You know, um, for you could maybe even make the same argument for soccer. Yeah, I would the say the World Cup's probably a bigger deal than. Well, I mean, I'm sure they they're both pretty big. They're, but, um, they're no, they're but both it's like huge, the but. it's like the Tour de France with cycling. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. Like like winning the Tour de France is a higher accolade in the world of cycling than getting the gold medal in cycling at the Olympics. Sure. So it's it's. And I would say basketball is that exact same way. It's like getting getting the gold medal is probably not the same as winning the national championship. You know, the, like the NBA. The yeah, yeah, for the NBA. Um, and I don't know where I'm going with this. But do you think even if they added American football, it wouldn't like it to wouldn't, the Olympics? It just wouldn't be. It wouldn't be bigger than the Super Bowl, right? You know, and it, and it's like because we have put so much energy into like you know this sport, and it's like our effectively our national pastime at this point in time it's like it does seem like it would take an incredibly long time for any other country to catch up with the infrastructure that we have built around but there are like uh football leagues in other countries like there's like canadian football and there's like european football leagues and stuff sure i i just i i still just don't think that they're probably i, I don't know maybe, maybe they are maybe yeah. it's a lot more competitive than i think it is i would yeah i i don't know either i would also assume that um just just guessing that olympic american football i doubt they would call it that um would have a slightly different rule set than actual that will be then like the NFL. That would be interesting, you know, because like even even Canadian football, I think like the field size is a little bit different. And sure, you know, I don't know. There, there are differences. Right. So I would bet that it's a little bit different. Even though, I mean, there's difference between like college football and, you know, NFL football. That's true as well. So. That's true as well. This is like always one of those things that where it's like, you know, like Alabama, for example, is like a huge dynasty team in college and college football. I'd always be so curious to see what it would be like if they were to like play against the like the the jacksonville jaguars or the cleveland browns or or like whoever like the low team in the nfl is like to get that sense of scale yeah or or similarly for that matter i think you were telling me about a tweet the other day in the olympics where it would just be really interesting if one person competing was like your every man right yeah Yeah, so every sport just had an every man in it so you had some (laughs) sense of scale as to like just how good these people are yeah where it's like it's like okay it's like here's usain bolt here is an accountant from New Jersey. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, go. There you go. Because, I mean, it would be, it, I, I'm sure that it would not be, um, I don't know. It, it would probably be funnier than it should be. I think you, I think, I think it would be funny. I think it would probably give you a sense of appreciation for maybe the people who aren't necessarily like winning the events or something. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. like you go to the pool or something and it looks like, oh, that person just won by half a length of the pool. Like, man, did eighth place even try? And it's like, let me just tell you that eighth place would destroy you. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. And it would not be close. It would not be close. I mean, yeah. even people who don't qualify for the Olympics were in the Olympic trials exactly. would destroy you. <laughs> exactly. Like you're, you're talking like 50, 60 people <clears throat> from the person who won gold who are, I mean, even more than that, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. are, are like incredible, incredible athletes. Yeah. Um, so it, I, I have always thought that that would sort of be like a very, very, very interesting perspective to have would just be to like take someone and, and show just like how remarkable it is. Right. These things that people are doing. The one that I cannot get 
is is diving because like the the points that get ticked are it's like the most minuscule oh like, diving is the hardest one yeah for me to watch because you'll watch them and they'll go through the air and <laughs> they'll do all the flips and twists and they hit the water what looks like straight to me and the commentate the commentators are like you know such pros themselves they're like wow that was really disappointing and i'm like or or they'll be like perfection perfection oh, and no. you're like you're like what what happened what happened? <laughs> you know? show me show me show tell me, slow motion. tell me what was the difference like point please point it out to me because to me anything that wasn't a belly flop or something <laughs> you know like that's how obvious i needed to be like right, wow right. they didn't even complete the flip like, they, they landed on their yeah. back <laughs> No, okay. I felt so burned. I felt like my heart was breaking watching watching the diving because all I was seeing was was what looked like perfectly executed yeah. dives and people and then the announcers being like, "Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. yeah." They're like, like mm, "They're not going to be happy with that one." <laughs> I did not feel validated at all. It yeah. was like everything I thought was wrong. It was like, "Whoa, ooh." Yeah. It's like, no, that was not. But that wasn't. Can you? Hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Diving, diving's the tricky one. It's like, yeah, because everything looks so perfect all the time. All the time. And maybe it's just like a matter of you not understanding the difficulty between one dive to another. But also, like, you sitting at home knows you couldn't do even the most simple. I couldn't even dive straight from the board and land straight in the water, I don't think. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, my <laughs> legs would be flailing out behind me. And, you know, it would. <laughs> what is the most basic dive imaginable? Yeah. Yeah. Like, probably can't can't even do that yeah in, in a like what would be like a like a point three per yeah. olympic standards <laughs> right but so the other thing too, you couldn't even convince me to jump backwards off the platform <laughs> and just <laughs> land in the water with my feet you know mom mom are you watching <laughs> like, like, are you watching woo! mom oh man <clears throat> yeah I, pretty much everything my entire and i actually did diving in high yeah. school and and still i mean like this is this is certainly it would go to show just how not prepared i was for doing this particular sport mm-hmm. uh is that even having having done it and competed at the state level where i came in last um i have i have no knowledge of like what's good and what's bad like like alice used to do pageants you yeah know, like we shoot like like you know where she would go on stage and do the whole thing and if i watch like any of the pageants with her she can explain to me everything right like she knows like why something was good why something wasn't good like what was a good answer what wasn't a good answer like she her working knowledge is fantastic for it versus me watching diving yeah like i not even the slightest clue like i i have absolutely no basis of knowledge and i've probably spent at least 50 times more energy doing it than than probably your average person has right spent around a diving board yeah you know so i don't so there you go. Maybe there's just there's there's a tremendous left to know about what to look for in a dive. In a dive. Yeah. yeah. Here's what I think would be super interesting though, jumping back to if they had American football in the Olympics okay. is like what the team selection process would be because like if you're in America, you know, your a lot of times like your NFL team is like a is like a big part of your sports identity. Yeah. You know, and it's like the players on that team are your favorite players and you have strong opinions about who the other quarterbacks are or whatever. Like I can I think it would be so interesting to see like if you are like a fan of like let's say the Green Bay Packers and their quarterback is this guy named Aaron Rodgers and he's largely considered like one of the best to ever play it or whatever. Sure. But if you're if then like 
Tom Brady is suggested is like placed as the the quarterback for the U.S. Olympic team. You know, are you like because chances are if you're a huge Aaron Rodgers fan, you don't love Tom Brady. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but but certainly in the Olympics, you'd be like, let's go look at amazing. Well, this is this is the case with 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 everything, too. I mean, I would even say from college to the NFL. Yeah, it's like, you know, you could be a diehard college fan and you could, you know, like for, for us, it's like we, we support Virginia Tech, which means that we don't support, you know, the University of Virginia. But then like if like, you know, the Washington football team were to get the the star quarterback or star wide receiver or something from the University of Virginia, then like all of a sudden I'm all in on them. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> right. it's like, like as soon as here you we go, all I need is you to be under my umbrella. And like, once you're under my umbrella, I got you, man, I got you. Right. But if you're under someone else's umbrella, then I do not got you. You do not got you. That's yeah. right. I'm yeah. afraid not. Um, so I think it's always funny the, the way that, um, and I feel like this is probably why, uh, my guess is that like, um, uh, a sense of, positive patriotism or something, you know, like being proud of the country that you are from during the Olympics. Probably I, I have to imagine there's a surge during Olympic oh, years yeah. because all of a sudden you, you have this like great equalizer, which is like your now, regardless of like where you came from, like which college you, you compete with or which professional sports team you're from. It's like, you are now just representing us, right? You know, like, like all, all of, all of our country. And so now it's like, now I can support you. Right. Wholeheartedly. Right. Even if you root against them all the time in the more localized version of the sport, you're all in on them at the the global level. Yes. And so again, after, after I go and become an alien therapist, the next thing I'm going to do is start the intergalactic Olympics. Intergalactic Olympics. Yes. Well, that's going to be tricky. You got to find like events where potential different like alien species don't have advantages based on their genetic makeups and stuff. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Although, although maybe what we would discover is that the, like we, we think that like, you know, whenever you see like aliens in movies and stuff, you always see them as like these, like Like humanoid. Well, I always see that. I I feel like very frequently have like tentacles or like more eyes or, Mm -hmm. you know, like something like very, very, very different from like the way that we are. But what if like the case is, is that it's like, it's like, no, the reason you're like a human is because it's a very good like structure for, like uh like a civilized species so it's right like, like what if it was just the case that like all aliens just also like time enough time has passed that they all just look like people right like the like like the what makes any alien civilization eventually successful is that they're kind of humanoid right right, right yeah right. yeah thumbs thumbs yeah. yeah that's the thing they probably got thumbs you'd like, think you'd think you'd think because like humans are very just like symmetrical right you know? and, and like most animals are symmetrical so you'd think they'd have some form of symmetry just based on how everything here has developed except for flounders except for flounders that's true they're i mean awesome. there's i mean everything got put on one side <laughs> that's true but the, i mean they're not the other side is still fairly symmetrical minus like the uh, the yeah, face I don't know. yeah the face the face of it the face of it darn flounders weird flounder <laughs> um yeah so i don't know i I've, I've always thought that would be very interesting it's like our imagination goes goes so uh colorful with with what other species may look like but it also could just be the case that like the reason that we are even the way that we are is because like it's it's it is um like environmentally efficient <clears throat> right and it's like it's like we came this way probably because it made sense for us to be this way right you know it's not by accident right i think hopefully i don't know maybe i don't know 
How about a corny joke? A corny joke? A corny joke. I'd love so one. We have. We actually have two today. Oh. Because because we, we recently hired <clears throat> a, a new member here at the, the Super Carlin Brothers office, um, a, a, a gal named Kat, who's hmm. been doing some work for us. She and, has. Um, her father, apparently, in, in true popcorn culture fashion, sends her and her family corny jokes every day. Excellent. So she, she uses, like, she uses like a limited feed of new possible... Popsable. Jokes. Pop. Yes. Yes. Hey, how come we don't call them popics? Oh, popics. Like, like, uh, let me let me give you another popic for today. Like a, like a pop topic. A, yeah, like a pop topic. Yeah, like topic but popic. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, hey. we, you know, we could try it out. All right, we'll give it a go. <laughs> All right. So, corny joke from Cat Stein's dad says, "I know someone who wants to be an archaeologist, but I'm convinced if he does, his life will be in ruins." Oh. Uh, <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. I like it. Okay, I have a, I have a small tangent <coughs> from here. So okay. okay, so one of my favorite things about like the Jurassic Park movies was like when they were like uncovering the skeleton in the beginning of the Jurassic yeah. Park, the, the original. Little, they got the little makeup brush out there, it's like, like <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. So uh, I I like to follow on my my TikTok. I get like car detailing stuff pretty frequently. Oh, okay, and I've recently discovered that like almost all detailers use these like they they're like large makeup brushes, but they're they've got like these like bristles that are super good at like getting into all like the nooks and crannies and stuff so i ordered some the other day and i was like cleaning my wheels with them and i was like i was like i'm an archaeologist this is the best i wonder if i'll find a fossil (coughs) now hold on now we're on the while we're on the subject of car detailing and your car is it am, am i correct that you recently had your car detailed by like the world's clunkiest detailer yes. or something yes yeah. i would like to I, I mean it's not often that i would put someone on blast and i i won't put them on blast but but like goodness gravy if i have ever been more retroactively and inconsistently frustrated with one person in my life ever it is the person who detailed my car so it was for valentine's day this year uh alice uh there's like a like a detail shop near her business and so she was like yeah like i'm i i paid for you to get your truck detailed so uh like we go and drop it off we're like so excited and it comes home and it's you know it's super shiny and clean and everything it's like this is awesome um but then it's like a Somewhere in the process, this guy thought that it was necessary to like take apart the entire interior of the car. So like any piece of like hard plastic that like holds the switches for your like windows or anything, the um like when you like pull the the visor down and you've got like the mirror with like the two little like light bulbs <clears throat> and everything. Um, it's like he went through and pried every single piece of plastic off <clears throat> and just sheared them. All of them. He broke everything. Like, and then just like sort of placed it back. Just placed it back. And so it's like it's been the case that you know I don't I don't very frequently have people who like ride in the back seat of my car or even really for that matter like in the passenger seat of my car because uh, I just usually don't have anybody with me. But it, I mean, it has been the case that it is now August. And month after month, I am continuing to find a new piece of plastic that this guy just broke. And so, like, I've had to systematically go through and, like, find each of these incredibly obscure parts. Because it's not like, oh, I need to replace my muffler. And you you, you search Toyota Tundra muffler and there's the one. It's like, this is like, what do you call the hard piece of plastic that surrounds your window switches? I have no idea. Like, I don't know what that <laughs> right. is. That's like Toyota Tundra 2017 model number KC91230. <laughs> that was incredibly close, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Very, very, very accurate. Um, but then on top of that is that like these pieces of plastic are like 
30 bucks a piece. So, Ugh. I mean, you know, if, if you if you ever were in a situation where, like, you set something down too hard in your car or something happened, you broke it, it's like, that's not that big of a deal. That's pretty easy to replace. And, and on the whole, they're all pretty easy to replace. It's just like a screw in, in plastic tabs. So it's, apparently they're not easy to replace. That's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, how are you in this industry? And also, why did you take it apart to begin with? Because it doesn't need to be taken apart. Right. Didn't doesn't really need the deep cleaning underneath the window switch yeah so like what i'm wondering is whether or not he went through and like pried all these pieces of plastic off and then like put them like all in a row and like you know cleaned them as like a big bunch or like put them to a dishwasher or something which Mm -hmm. wouldn't even surprise me at this point um but it has been so upsetting and so infuriating because the whole and especially from alice's perspective who was like i'm giving you this as like a way to enjoy your car more yeah and instead it's been like now it's all broken it has cost me more than the detailing cost to start replacing all of these pieces yeah and, and I keep finding them like just, I mean, literally yesterday I pulled my door shut and the piece of plastic that exists behind the door lever inside of my car. Like it's just like a molded small piece of plastic fell out on me. <laughs> and I was like, no. Yeah. I remember we were driving back one day from uh, the, the bike park after, after my crash and uh, someone was going to put the window down and they pushed the button and the button just fell into the door. Into the door. <laughs> they were just like, uh, uh, Ben, the the button's gone. <laughs> like, what? And just looked over her shirt up. There's just a hole in the door now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, <clears throat> man. So, and, and here's the thing too, is that like, it's a, it's a fairly new car. Like I bought it new. Yeah. And it has like, I don't know, 35,000 miles on it or something. So it's like, it's not... It should be in mint condition, effectively. Like, right. And it's not. Ugh. Well, I'm sorry. You'll have to keep us up to date if any more random pieces of your car just fall apart. I will. Yeah. I will. But you had a second corny joke for us? Oh, I sure did. Yeah. Also from Cat Stein's dad. Oh, wow. Um, this one is... It, they're actually one-liners, but I think they're great. Uh, did you hear that the CEO of IKEA got elected president of Sweden? He's about to take office, but he is busy assembling his cabinet. Ah! You get it? <laughs> it you sounds get it, like his cabinet. Yeah. Because uh, this is oh, IKEA and they assemble all the furniture. They yeah, do, yeah. Amazing. I know. pretty good. I know. I wonder if he thinks of these himself or uh, just a. I mean, it's a pretty good skill if you come up with these on the daily. It, and that is, I mean, that, solid. That's, you know, you. I have to imagine you're just committing a, a whole heck of a lot of time to doing this very thing. Yeah. You know, it's like like a concerted effort, which actually I think is sort of an interesting topic to discuss because <clears throat> this has been something that I've wondered about before. Um, like I've gone back you and I were just talking about our cross country days the other day in the office. And one of the things that kind of occurred to me about it was like, while I was running cross country, I think I, I had myself convinced that I really wanted to be like better at the sport that like I wanted to, um, like, you know, be the the top runner on our team Mm -hmm. or whatever. I, it just wasn't true. Like, I just don't actually think that like I was showing up every day and like putting the effort into in in the same way that I put effort into things I want to be good at now. Yeah. You know, it's like it's almost like like an addiction type of thing. It's like I can't help but continue to research this and continue to learn more and continue to be like better educated on a topic and figure out how to be like better at the thing as a whole. Yeah. That was never the case with running. Right. You know, and I I was telling you like, even when I was running in the meets in high school, like during the race itself, and maybe this is more common than I think it is. I was never thinking about the race. I was never thinking about what my legs were doing. I was, I, I was literally usually thinking about like, 
a date that I went on recently or like you're uh, ruminating. I was ruminating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like I would literally be like in the middle of a cross country race, like replaying conversations in my head from like six days ago. Right. And it's like, that's, you know, so I, I, you know, I go sprint past that two mile marker or whatever. And it's like, instead of being like, okay, so I'm at this pace and I've been able to maintain this and I dropped from that, you know, like, okay, I could probably pick it up in the last 800, you know, nope, not at all. Not even at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like, yep. This is just, I'm just not running right now. I'm just not running right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's, it's, it's interesting to me because I, I, my, my belief is that like, whenever you see somebody who's like really good at something, it means that they have, they have put this like concerted effort into it. Like, yeah. it, like it does matter more to them. I think. Yeah. Is that, would you agree with that? Would, yeah, for sure. Okay. So my question here for you was like, I feel like you have always had this like remarkable knowledge of like all of these things that we consumed as kids like mm-hmm. your like nostalgia brain is like unbelievable and so uh, I, I go back and think about how we could have all been sitting in the living room watching any of these shows together where you could you could just spit fire like the i don't know like a random character from power rangers or something like or, like Rose McIver, <laughs> like Rose McIver, yes. Or who was the one who like who did like the putty and like made all the villains? Or Finster? Yeah, Finster, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Uh, how about the how about the character who had like a saucer shaped head that like like a robot inside? Oh, oh, like with Zordon? Yeah, yeah. Alpha Five? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so here's my question. Yeah. How much more? while watching those things were you enjoying them than me no i don't know <laughs> it must have but maybe a lot <laughs> like maybe a lot a lot yeah. like like i i think it's like this type of thing where it's like it is very possible that i was at most tolerating this information this entertainment happening to me mm-hmm. because because i because i like i don't remember any of this stuff right and so it's like it makes me think that you must have been like really like connecting with it right in a, in a much greater way. I suppose so. Like, can you go back to like, like six year old Jonathan Carlin Mm -hmm. sitting in our living room in the chair that you always got? Yeah. You know, the chair, I know the chair. Yeah. Yeah. You always got that chair. Um, like when, like when these things came on, like were you like excited that they were coming on? I think for certain things. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like there was a lot of like, I mean, it, I don't know if we were, you know, at the the babysitter's house and the TV was on. There was plenty of stuff that, yeah, I would say I was just like tolerating because it was all we really had to do. But, you know, for stuff I was like actually really liked, then, yeah, I'd be excited it was coming on. Okay. Yeah. So like, do you remember the show Gullah Gullah Island? Uh, yeah. Binya Binya. Did you like this show? Uh, no, not really. Okay, okay. So, I couldn't tell you. Binya Binya was the big yellow frog costume thing. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it always it always bothered me that it was called Gullah Gullah Island and he was called Binya Binya and that, like it wasn't called like Binya Binya Island. Oh, I see. And I was like, it's so close. Why did why is obviously like the big gimmick of the show was that it's a giant yellow frog slash I think it was like a tadpole even, but <laughs> not even quite a fully grown frog and yet way bigger than a regular thing. You're not even a real you're, frog. You're not man. even a real frog. Like be a frog or don't. <laughs> Commit. Commit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So maybe maybe there's something to be said for the fact that even things that you didn't enjoy, you also can contain memories from. Sure. So maybe it's just a different kind of skill entirely. I don't know. Maybe. Like, or or did you ever think that it would be like useful to know this information? I like, mean, I I don't know. 
like I think my brain is really good at retaining this kind of information, but I can tell you that it would have I I don't entirely know like what would have like made me want to remember it if it was like a, oh if, like the the more I know about this like the more like people will like me or something or like like being knowledgeable about this will be useful in that way. I'm not sure that's ever really been true, but it has not stopped my brain from constantly trying to do it. Interesting. That is, that is really interesting. So that I mean even that makes me wonder like uh if if these are like kind of like the nature versus nurture thing like what are the things that stand out to any one individual that that their perception of like succeeding in a given field might gain them like social praise of some kind right like and and is that like more than anybody maybe either would want to admit uh or otherwise like a huge driving force behind so many people Mm -hmm. like like I, i thought about this the other day as well like uh like when choosing a career path for example at which which direction were you like answering a driving force behind like are there people out there who are like I would like to make a lot of money when I'm older and I don't want to be a doctor so I will be a lawyer versus someone who was like I desperately want to be a lawyer when I grow up like mm-hmm. you, like you see what the difference is it's like yeah. what is the impetus driving like these decisions is it like first I want to make money when I'm older so what what is the underneath that filter? What what are the the career options that are available to me, and and which is the one that appeals the most? Okay, I'll do that one. Right. Versus like that like innate sense of this is this is like what I this is what I want to do. Right. This is what I'm chasing. like wanting to be a lawyer because you want to like affect how laws are made or defend people or exactly yeah yeah versus wanting to be a lawyer because you have a nice paycheck. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and so this is this is again like one of those. Um, it's probably like an underlying question of that like life's fulfillment path mm-hmm. and determining like whether or not. There is the because I think that there are people out there who um, I don't think I'm certain there are people out there who are primarily driven by the financial reward associated with anything that they do. But there's also the the side effect of that to where it's almost like any amount of accomplishment you've achieved usually just means that the that the bar just got higher. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, is it like a forever quest uh, in the direction of, of attempting to be fulfilled by being that much more successful, but it's it's almost like you can't be because it's always going to like live just on that horizon. That certainly seems what it, your life often looks like. <laughs> Explain that to me. That like like that whatever it seems like you're aiming for, whatever you're trying to accomplish to fill like whatever void you have with that like sense of accomplishment. Whenever you get there, it almost always seems like it evaporates away or like doesn't actually fill said void and then you're just hunting something else yeah i i think you're right um but it's it's not like any one given category like for me i think what what well happens, that just seems that all, i would say it also seems like you're not quite sure what the category is sometimes yes yes and i think yeah. that's like a constant quest for me is trying to figure out like like what it is like yeah. what what is this like underlying like drive you know what what, what am i all like focused on mm-hmm. uh but i do think that you're right in that almost always if i accomplish something then all that really proves to me is that it was much more accomplishable than i thought it was and so then typically i will just then raise the bar and be like okay well now i have to make it that much harder mm-hmm. so that there's like this new motivational driving force to achieve that like to get to that next rung mm-hmm. i guess and I don't, I don't know if that's like a um 
like a carrot and a stick type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, where you, you tie the stick to the back of somebody and put the carrot in front of you and you just keep chasing the carrot, even though it's like, it's a fixed point in front of you. Right. You know, like you, the whole idea is that you can't catch, the, you can't catch the carrot. Right. Um, but so, yeah, I don't know. That's, um, I, I guess what I, the reason I'm, I'm asking the question is, is sort of like this idea of as you are establishing like some type of career path, um, is, are there better or worse methods as to like determining, what is actually going to allow you to like catch that carrot? Like what would, what would be the answer to that question? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or is there like a way to, to try to orient the way that you are thinking in such a way that you are, that you're making sure that that's what you're actually focused on. Right. Like what are the most, the most fulfilling career options available? I don't know. I mean, I don't think your career necessarily has to be the thing that's the, like the most fulfilling to you in your life either though. That's, and that's a very, very true point. I think that sometimes I feel like that is something that is that is pressed into us a little bit more than should be, needs to be, is the idea that like you are defined by your career. Right. Um, and I, I, it's it's interesting even like how much sense of identity uh, is, is like this. Like you're, you're trying to like fill that sense through so many like external things right versus like much more of like an internal right something or another yeah um and i wonder i guess like my my query and maybe even just out to the general public instead of just you in in general is almost like is there a better way to uncover what that actually is to uncover um what is like what what is that the um what is like what what is that hmm. like what what will like make you feel fulfilled is that what you're trying to say I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Helpful. Helpful. Hel- helpful indeed. <laughs> All right. Let's close out with a uh, fun fact about coyotes. Oh, okay. I think it's been a beat. So I've got one here from Butteluski who says, did you know when you hear a coyote pack howling at night, you may actually only be hearing one or two and not a whole pack. Huh. So it's like at night, this, this is something I've always imagined like with, with camping, you know, it's like if you hear like howling off in the distance, you're yeah. like, there's a whole bunch of them out there. Um, but this is actually due to what's called, and I actually, I don't speak French, uh, but the, the phrase is French. Um, it's the beau geist effect. Uh, in French, this literally means beautiful gesture. This is an auditory illusion that has to do with the large variety of sounds a howl can make and how those sounds travel through the environment. Oh, yeah, well, that's cool. It is cool because it, it's it's almost like what you've got is these like like very complex sound that can like go in so many different directions that it feels like it's like bouncing all around in such a way that it it you as far away interpret it as many more sounds. That's crazy. Yeah, that it could just be like one or two, but actually it sounds like ten. I know coyotes out there. I know. Oh boy, I'd be curious at all if this is an evolutionary thing and there's like some aspect of less about humans and more about like other creatures, you know, out there. If, if there was some benefit to sounding like a much bigger pack than you actually are. Ooh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like that way it's sort of like, well, we don't want to go over there. Don't want to go over there. There's a whole bunch of them over there. Okay. All right, guys. But otherwise, I think that that's probably a good place for us to call it today. All right. Do you agree? I think so. Excellent. If you guys want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash popcorn culture. We have a great uh, example of the uh, after the final pop episode that we do for each show about 27 butts, which will eventually be uh, hopefully maybe Jay and I's uh, well, Yes, J and I's hit 
Christmas classic. That's right. In the future. The the tale of the Butt family and their one toilet. Exactly. Oh boy. What it's, a Christmas. What a Christmas. It's riveting stuff, truly and honestly. Uh, otherwise, we're also over on Reddit. And if you want to send uh, any feedback to me directly about what is actually at your core, you can do so at popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Otherwise, until next week, pop, pop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.